Hey, welcome to the Deliverance from Demons podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Andros, and today I'm going to be telling a a rather sad story, Um, and I'm going to tell it to the best of my recollection. Um, I don't remember every single detail, so um, yeah, so I'll just hop right into it, I guess. When I moved to Tennessee about a year ago, um, I transferred my PIN on the Isaiah Saldivar Deliverance Map. If you're not familiar with what the Isaiah Saldivar Deliverance Map is, uh, if you go to Google and just type in Deliverance Map Isaiah Saldivar, he's going to pop up and you can look on that map and find local people who can pray deliverance with you in theory. That's the theory. Um, I can't can't say that everyone on the map is uh, uh, equipped to handle deliverance or even has a good heart to be on there. But uh, that's the theory. So I moved my pin from Wisconsin to Tennessee and um, somebody reached out and I went out to meet this individual and I baptized them in the river. And um, and I can't say to this day whether or not they ever really gave their life to Jesus, but he seemed to at this time want to give his life to Jesus. He had been involved deeply in Hinduism and yoga, and he he went up to there's a there's a place called the Isha Center in McMinnville, Tennessee, and he studied under Sadguru, who has millions of followers um, online. He studied under Sadguru and um, basically gave his entire life to Shiva, and Shiva is the destroyer spirit of the in the Hindu faith. Um, he basically gave his entire life over to Shiva. And uh, somehow somebody on his Facebook page had reached out to him and, and told him uh, that Shiva is just another form of Satan and, that, and, and asked him to pray to Jesus and ask him if this was true. And so he did. He, he, he actually did what this person suggested and prayed to Jesus and asked for the truth about this and... Um, and Jesus revealed to him, I don't know exactly how, I don't recall exactly how the Lord showed him, but the Lord showed him that um, Shiva was in fact a demon. And so this freaked him out. He wanted free from this and he knew that he, he had these spirits in his body and because he had allowed them to come in, he'd given, him, given his life over to these entities and um, so after I baptized him, we went back into his place and, and, uh, he, he renounced some things that I wanted him to renounce. We, and we, we began praying and, um, and some things were leaving him. I mean, he was coughing and hacking and, and, and whatnot, but, um, Shiva, the strong was the strong man inside of him or or one of the strong men i don't i don't know how many demons he had but he had he had quite a few and um shiva manifested and and would not come out i mean we prayed for a long time and and this demon would not come out i mean he was he was speaking in hindi or some other indian language and mocking and making fun of jesus and saying you know Jesus wants me to come out. He's got to come down here and tell me to come out. And, um, and I, I made this demon bow down before Jesus and, uh, he did, he, he didn't really like doing it, but he did. And anyways, this spirit would not come out of him. And it's not uncommon that 
when you pray with someone that not everything doesn't come out. I mean, for most people, it's it's a process to get to get delivered, um, especially when you come out of the occult to the degree that this man was in. I, I did not expect that he was going to be free in in, you know, one prayer session. So I told him, you're going to need to pray and fast to get this out. And um and we'll continue praying deliverance in the future. And so we parted ways that day. And and I prayed with him many times. And uh, he did get a lot of deliverance, it seemed. And um, I believe that through fasting, he... I can't, I can't be certain, looking back on it, whether or not Shiva actually did come out of this man. But in the future, um, after he had fasted, we prayed more for Shiva to be removed... And uh, I never saw the spirit manifest again. I, I never saw Shiva manifest again, as far as I, I can remember or could tell. Um, now, some time went on and, and he wanted to do deliverance and he would pray with people and he, he prayed with his mom and, uh, and she manifested demons and, and physically attacked him. I mean, physically attacked him and he had to like wrestle with her. And... Um, I found that kind of strange because when it, it, when I do ministry, the, the paradigm that I operate under is that, you know, Jesus said, these things shall not harm you. And so um, I have never been physically attacked by a demon. And I've prayed with a lot of people and seen a lot of demons manifest. I've never been physically attacked. I've, I've had them look at me and tell me that they'd love to kill me, but they've never physically touched me. In, uh, I mean, yeah, I've never been attacked like that. And um, I had on one occasion, I had a spirit touch me and it was thrown to the ground. And um, that's a story for another time. But anyways, anyways, he was getting physically attacked by these demons. And I thought that that was strange since Jesus said that you know, his disciples could cast out demons and had all authority over the enemy and nothing should harm them. So I thought that was kind of strange, but I didn't really think much of it. But anyways, I baptized his mother and we prayed for her also. She got some healing from trauma and we were able to cast out a good amount of demons from her actually. And um, she seemed to have more success than him and, and was more established in the word of God. And, and she knew the scriptures and, uh, She'd been trying to walk with Jesus for many years. But anyways, he wanted to learn deliverance and he was watching um, preachers like Wynne Worley and Derek Prince and some other figures, I believe. And um, he, Derek, or I'm sorry, Wynne Worley, um, Wynne Worley, I respect a lot. I think he did a great job in the deliverance world, but I, I don't agree with everything that came out of the man's mouth. And, and one thing in particular that I, I didn't really agree with was um, how he, he would make fun of demons and laugh at them and, and call them names. And and uh, he would joke and, and challenge them and stuff. I don't agree with that. Um, I believe that these entities are very powerful. They're very, I mean, they are defeated. We, we have authority over them in Jesus in Jesus Christ, when we're raised with Christ, we have authority over them and we don't need to fear them, but we do need to respect that they are very powerful entities. They're intelligent. 
they are completely evil and they are our enemy. No, no nation that's at war um, doesn't take it serious. You know what I mean? And so I, I personally felt that it, it was, it's not great to disrespect these entities. Well, one night, um, him and I are praying in my apartment. We're praying in my apartment and he began speaking things that I was not in agreement with. He was saying, he was speaking into the air. He said, we challenge you, Satan. We we challenge you for this and that and you come down here and and we'll beat your butt or whatever you know i i don't remember exactly what he said but he went on for several minutes challenging satan and and he said we challenge you not i challenge you we challenge you and he gets done with his rant and i said i said to him speak for yourself man i don't challenge satan i'm i'm not challenging him like that and he told me, you're, you're operating in fear. He was upset with me. He said, you're operating in fear. And, um, and I said, no, you're operating in pride. And we, we had a pretty strong disagreement that night. I mean, it, it ruined the mood, you know, for that day. And um, he went home. And a few days later, the next time I talked to him, he told me that after he did that, that he had a an, an experience where I believe it was in a dream. It might have been in sleep paralysis. I don't remember exactly the situation, but he had a large angel appear to him and and force its way into his body, and um, and he wanted delivered from this thing. And so we sat down to pray, and. Um, and this demon would not come out of him. I mean, it manifested and it, it looked right at me and said, I have all the right in the world to be here. Basically, he invited me. He challenged me. Here I am. And I'm not going. And uh, and God, God permits me to be here. And uh, I mean, I tried casting this thing out. I, I had him renounce it over and over again and, and stuff. And And this demon would not come out of him. And, um, and so I, I told him, I'm like, you know, man, you're going to probably, I, I don't remember exactly what I told him, but basically you're, you're going to have to, you're going to have to deal with your pride and, and, and really sincerely repent and come to the place where God sets you free from this because you've invited this thing into your life. And, um, and so, so some time goes on and, and he was he was doing long fasts, uh, dry fasts, where he's not drinking water for days on end, and he was he was proud about it, and he was boasting about how he was fasting without drinking water for days on end, and and I showed him some scripture from Isaiah where the Lord talks about the fast that He desires, and and he was he repented and and he seemed very convicted and uh, upset with what he had been doing and whatnot. And, and some more time goes on and um, we were working together a bit. We were doing some projects and, and we're working one day and, and he seemed very discouraged. He didn't seem like himself. And he, he had some questions about the morality of God and about 
some Hebrew names in the Old Testament for who the Messiah was going to be and and whatnot. And um, and I tried telling him, you know, um, that the title, I don't remember what the title was for the, I believe it was Elroy was the title for who the Messiah was going to be in the passage that he had looked at. And um, he's like, well, is, is the Messiah Yahweh or is he Elroy or is he, who is he? And, and, and I said, well, God has many titles and um, Messiah has many titles, you know. And um, I said, you know, Elroy is a fitting title for Jesus Christ. And, and it, you know, this shouldn't be a, it shouldn't be a problem. And um, he had questions about other things, too. I don't remember exactly what he had questions about. And, and I thought it was kind of strange that he was uh, behaving that way that day. But I didn't, I didn't think much of it, and I sort of prayed for him a little bit. And, and anyways, we parted ways that day. And then a couple days later, we were supposed to, we were supposed to meet up and, and do some more um, work together and he, when I went to meet up with him, or he he had sent me a text, something about doing soul searching. And I thought, well, that's weird. I hope that's not anything weird, you know. And I went to meet up with him a few days after, and um, and he came out to my car, and the first words out of his mouth were, have you ever tried loving the demons? And I said, No. And then I said, well, actually, yes, I did. When I came out of the occult, when, when Jesus was showing me that I had demons, I did try projecting love at these entities sort of in a new age fashion. And it, it did seem to kind of, you know, ward them off for a little bit, but then they'd come right back and it didn't really do anything, you know, and um, I, and, and he said, well, I, in my dreams, these spirits would keep coming to me and I would try to cast them out and, and they wouldn't leave. And I said, well, I mean, you've got, you were deep into the occult and, and, you know, you're a brand new to this and uh, you can't really expect that everything's going to leave the first time you tell it to go. I mean, you really need to humble yourself and submit to God and resist the enemy firmly before he leaves. And um, anyways, I guess these entities told him these entities told him that they were not demons, in fact, that they were um, broken parts of his soul that needed healing and that they could be transformed by love. And so he he would try to love these entities and I guess they would transform in front of his eyes from some nasty looking thing into some kind of beautiful thing and they would merge with his mind in some way. And... Um, and he told me that what I had been casting out of other people and out of myself, that nothing's actually leaving, that you're just putting these parts of yourself and these parts of the souls of people, you're kind of putting them in a, in a, in a soul prison in your mind, so to speak, and, um, and that no healing is actually taking place. And I, I said to him, well, then why am I more whole than I've ever been? Why do I have less anxiety? Why is my lust gone? Why why am I more healed? Why do I not have the trauma? I, you know, and I went on and on and and I said, "How about what is happening then 
when people are literally vomiting out things and, and coughing up chunks of bloody stuff. And, and what's, what is going on with that when demons are coming out of people? And what about the people that I know who've been healed of physical infirmities and, and whatnot? And he didn't really have any answers for that besides that it was um, kind of a placebo effect. It, it was just a, a kind of a hallucination. If you believe enough, it's going to happen. He said, Jesus even said, Jesus even said that you can make your own reality that if you believe strong enough in anything, that everything is possible and you can create your own reality. And I said, no, 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 no. That is not what Jesus was teaching. And he went on and on about um, all the inconsistencies in, in the Bible and how God is immoral and, and wicked and, and that the God of the Bible is this tyrant, slave master, evil Per evil entity that controls with fe controls with fear and and all of these things and and I said no man that you got it way wrong and um and I mean he he blasphemed God and 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 uh, spoke evil about him and and he he didn't end up coming to work with me that day he he had borrowed me some power tools and I gave those back to him and and we parted ways and. I was very, very upset that he turned like that and, and fell apart in a matter of a couple days. But um, something that happened prior to that, that happened right before he fell apart, this is what really stood out to me. And um, I didn't realize until afterwards what exactly had happened. But the Lord gave me a dream before he fell apart. And um, so there was, around the time that I, I was hanging out with him and stuff, I was hosting public deliverance meetings on online where people could join and I would, I would like live, it was over Zoom. So it was like a video conference where people could join and interact and whatnot. And we would have 20, 30, 40 plus people sometimes join these calls and I was doing them on Friday nights and he would join the calls and, um, and I had this dream where it was like I was watching a movie and in the, in the dream, I was, I was one of the characters in this movie and I was like this scientist and, and the setting was a laboratory and I was, I was in the laboratory working on my computer and I had a cure for these monsters, these like, they were like kind of zombie smoke monster looking thing. And I had a, I had a cure for these things. And into my laboratory walks one of these things into my, into my science lab in this dream walks one of these, these entities. And he's a smoke monster. And he's talking to me about how he wants to be a part of my cure. He wants, um, he wants to be cured himself and he wants to help cure his other smoke monster friends. And, and the smoke monster turned, he morphed from looking like a monster to looking like a person. And, and, you know, and, and in the dream, it didn't phase me that he was a monster, but he looked like a person. And, 
I said, yeah, for sure. And, and I took him over to my computer and I'd started typing on my computer and he was standing there watching what I was doing. And he, um, the, the camera zoomed in on his chest and there, there was a, a camera on his chest and it was recording. It was watching, observing what I was doing. And that was the end of the dream. And when I woke up, I, I immediately knew that the enemy had sent a person into my life that was observing what I was doing. I didn't necessarily think it was him. I didn't necessarily think it was this individual. Um, but I, I was hosting these public calls. And so I thought maybe, maybe, you know, it's one of these people that's, that's on the public calls that the enemy sent them into my life to observe what I'm doing and whatnot. And, and I prayed about this and I just asked the Lord, you know, to give whoever this was repentance if possible, but if not, that he would, he would drive them out of my life and even destroy them if necessary. And, um, and I, I told this guy about that dream. And when I told him that he, his face, I mean, he, he looked terrified and he goes, well, I, I hope that's not me. And I said, oh, I don't know, man, you know, I, I doubt it's you, but uh, I want to pray about it. And I asked him to pray with me and we prayed together that the Lord would drive him away no matter what and, uh, and whatnot. And um, it was literally right after that, that, that he fell apart and, and I mean, he lost his mind and um, he's, as far as I know, he went back into the occult. He, he doesn't talk to me anymore. You know, I sent him some text messages and he doesn't respond and whatnot. And um, yeah, so I don't really know what he's up to today, but I just ask that you guys would pray for this individual to come to repentance and to become truly a born-again Christian and ask the Lord to save his soul and the soul of his wife, that they could both together be saved and walk as Christians and receive the deliverance they need. And I just hope this encourages you guys. And um, yeah, I mean, this is this spiritual warfare is, is real. It's no joke. And um, there are casualties. People are being destroyed by these entities. And um, it needs to be taken very seriously if you're a minister of deliverance. And um, yeah, so that's, that's basically all I want to say today. Um, but yeah, God bless you all. Thank you for listening. Um, if you want to reach out to me by email, you can at deliverancefromdemonspodcast at gmail.com. Just shoot me an email. And uh, we can chat. You can ask me questions. Uh, if you'd like to hear me talk about something on the podcast, you can tell me that. Um, if you need deliverance yourself, yeah, just reach out and um, we'll figure something out. So please pray for me that the Lord would equip me to, um, to help many people and to teach the ministry of deliverance and um, that he'd protect me and my wife and that he would crush the works of, of Satan in our lives and that he'd dismantle everything the enemy's trying to do and that he would advance his kingdom and his presence in our lives and guide us into all truth. And yeah, I bless you all in the name of Jesus. I cover you with the blood of Jesus. And Father, I just ask that if there's any evil spirits in these people that you want gone today, that you would just drive them out of their minds and bodies right now in Jesus' name. 
Satan, you come out of these their minds and bodies right now. Every demon that God wants gone today, come out in the name of Jesus Christ and by the authority of Jesus Christ. You leave their lives now in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great day and a great new year since uh, it's January now. Um, have a great new year.